Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti, and with me as always my wonderful sidekicks first, Mr. Mushko. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. <laughs> and then there's baby Huey. What's going on? What's going on? Well, Mr. Mauer, wow, beep what's you. going on? Ooh, beep, beep. He's trying so hard to not yell anymore. He's, give, he's giving you. it his all. I even <laughs> took my headphones off. Man. Know, everyone's, everyone gets ready. They kind of back away from the computer. <laughs> my favorites are the days where I'm like, beep you, guys. <laughs> I mean, if you can do that, it's going to be disappointing every time. But you can do it. No one's going to stop you. <laughs> stop the rock. You're just going to disappoint everyone. That's all. Uh, <laughs> now I got Can't Stop the Rock, Gone in 60 Seconds stock in my head. <laughs> I, wonder, right. I wonder how many songs Mashka can just mention that would put a specific Nick Cage movie into my head instantly. Uh, Lowrider. That was Donnie. easy, though. Cause... Donnie, Lowrider. Let's go. <laughs> I love. Okay, we'll have to clip that one too. I, I, I want his Nick Cage impression. Any chance I need it, I just need. I want you to hit a button and give me Mauer Nick Cage. Uh, but as we talked about last week, uh, we first off, I know this is way past Easter for you, but it's Easter for us. So happy Easter, guys! And then uh, happy new, happy new Batman Day on HBO Max, which is tomorrow. Which was two for days us. ago. Two days. Two ago. days for you. <laughs> <laughs> which so you have seen it already. Up. But you could even so watch it before this. Yeah, watch it before this. There's no need for like spoiler. You should alert. have already seen it by but now. Like at this Come point, on. yeah. But now you have no excuse. So now there's no. This is spoiler heavy because there's no. And excuse. if you don't have HBO Max, shame on you because it's probably the best streaming service out there. I agree. I agree. Yep. I, agree. I agree. Touche. It's, I feel like it's that Disney and that I just want to say called it. Maybe you we can go back through the tapes. That HBO Max is great. That was going to be HBO Max was going to be the best. I feel like that's been a consensus, Brady. Well, before been... it was released, I said it was going to be the best. <laughs> okay. You're the All right. Best. Somebody get over there and pat, pat him on the back. Pat me on give, the back, damn it. Give him a pat back. <laughs> Matthew, that, that was the. That was. You said this, Mauer. Yeah. Well, I'm Words. trying not to curse. Yeah, that's good. All right, that's features. Good. But before we get to that, <laughs> before we get to the Batman, uh, just. There's a couple things that we just got to get out of the Bullshit. way. First off, Sorry. we've set a precedent of talking about Moon Knight, so I feel like we at least just got to mention real quick what we all thought of the third episode because it was a pretty, cha- it was a pretty big tonal shift to it. Can, can I talk uh, about that episode real quick? Please do. This is I'm that's, more intrigued on that. Why than... we're here? <laughs> so I was like, oh my god, I think I'm gonna like this show. I'm enjoying the tone. I'm enjoying what's going on. This is pretty damn good. Then we get to the scene where Moon Knight teleports. 
uses his cape to block bullets, and then fights with a whole bunch of freaking spears through him. And I'm like, nope, they lost me again. There's like they're making him a mummy. It, it's so bad. I don't like, know. That's I don't know if it was bad. The thing that bothers it has the same bother the problem that that Morbius does, where it uses blood sound effects, but there's no blood anywhere. Well, I thought like you would say it'd be the problem with the turtles. You don't have to worry about it. the whole cool thing of Moon Knight is he has a risk of dying from an average person punching him too hard, like him yeah, going yeah, up yeah, against no, big, like. So that's now him not being able to be killed. Now the only thing I will say is at the end of the episode with them locking up Kanshu, maybe we'll get the Moon Knight who may or may not still have powers, and he has that to make his cool. own costume. And this was that a way to cool. get to that. Because I'll know. tell you what, I I was I'm I, I feel like every episode I'm less excited for this show because it 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 falls it falls for the Marvel has to be over the top pitfall. Like this is supposed to be a a pretty back to basics kind of show. Like I was expecting Daredevil Netflix. That's what this should have been. And that's I mean, yeah, and and the Kanchu change in time, all that stuff. I'm like, what what is happening? What is this? This doesn't feel like Moon Knight at all. I don't know what the hell this is. No, the, I think the, they haven't gotten the Moon Knight tone right for anything other than the opening scene of episode three. Like that I kind of liked. Uh, I even kind of liked the first episode, although that was off. I liked the. I liked how it would like change to him being bloody, which they led to, and they they kept playing around in this. But it was. I don't know. It was less less graphic. There was a lot more fighting, but it was a less graphic than it was in the first one. In the first one, they had the shocking like bloody bodies all around you. In this one, he's legitimately stabbing people and nothing. Well, like, that's because they disnified it. They did, which is weird because the first episode's still Disney. You know what I mean? like draw, that was to draw you in. Yeah. They do a lot of some shows do a lot of that where you'll see something and then in you... your mind <laughs> you're seeing that every time. Like they only yep. have to do it once and you just think the tone of the show is like that. Mm-hmm. Um Oscar Isaac's great. But it's it's not moving. E- That's every time I go, "Ooh. All right." And I and I know people probably don't believe this. I really am trying to like this show. So I'm going in each episode going, "Give me something that i can go i'm freaking excited about that in this episode i'm like you know I, it's better than the other ones in this way at least i feel like it might be moon knight and then we get that weird tourette's conchu and then after we go through that we have the weird time but which i have to admit that scene was cool him turning the stars back and it yeah. added it added a layer to conchu being you know more of a character that you feel bad for which that's all Marvel cares about for their villains because Kanchu should be a villain, but then there was just too much over the top, too much magicy magic, too much let's make our superheroes super, and a lot less. This is a ground and pound, street level New York. Although the director doesn't want them ever to go to New York because New York has too many people, uh, character. So you know, I agree. I agree. I like the the cape doesn't bother me because you know Batman has a bulletproof cape. You know, like. That doesn't bother me. It, the, the moving the stars and b- having a, a, an event that took place that the whole world would have witnessed. Like, that's the thing that bothers me the most about it. Because, it, again, it took the street level aspect, the, the protector of those traveling at night. That went way out the window as soon as the whole world saw the stars travel through time. <laughs> but even the, the comparison to Batman, the one thing Moon I did is he was more vulnerable. Like... 
even though he had gadgets and stuff like that, he tended to get jacked up a lot more. Sure, because you know? he walked into the punch. Yeah. He, he wanted to get hit, but it did, but he also had body armor on. <laughs> so Not like always. that's that well, a good amount of time he has body armor on. Most any recent run that and especially what this is based on. Well, that's not true. That's not true. Mr. Knight doesn't have body armor. That's true. Well, and then also the the run that this is based on. Yeah. Was so much in his head. Yeah. <laughs> that I, he, Which I don't, if they that, do this in his head. Did you see the head? camera? Was who's who was it you guys that posted that? Somebody, yeah, I posted one of you it. posted that. That look, you're right. That could be a mistake, but that could be like there's there's hope there. If if Disney had half a brain where I could give them credit for something, I'd say there's something there, but they it was a mistake. Disney, you you keep doing that. Like the the track record for Marvel's pretty good. <laughs> they, for they're, doing they're, really cool things. For doing really cool things? Like Marvel? to put really smart heady things in there. There's nothing uh, in there that they don't point out to you. Mm-hmm. Ever. I've, I'm, I've come to bargain. That was pretty cool. That wasn't heady, though. Like, that was in your face. I'm talking about something where they're not going to point out and say, look at how cool we are. Look at this thing right here. If it's a mistake, they'll remove it. So in a couple weeks, yeah, it's true. they'll it's just pull that true. out of there. So we'll see. That's a good point. That's a yeah, they'll wait till the show's done, though, before they edit those files. Yeah, like Maybe. For WandaVision. Yep. Look, it's it's not bad, and I see why people like it. It's just a shame because it, it's missing the heart and soul of Moon Knight. It's well, just the it's the candy coating show, you know. But it's not the the you know the the chocolatey center. It's also <laughs> frustrating seeing the Shuckies of the world uh, being mean to Moon Knight fans on a lot of these groups, like. Hmm. Your character sucks. That's why they had to do this to him. Like there are people being like, "Well, maybe if it wasn't a shitty character, they wouldn't have to do all of this." And it's like, you know, this character has been around for a really long time. It obviously, obviously, is popular enough to keep coming back. And got a show. And if you don't, you know, remember, Iron Man was a similar character. You know. Mm-hmm. So it was a CD list yep. when Iron <laughs> So came you out. guys bowing down to the altar of Tony Stark need to watch your tone when you talk about Mooney. Or Mauer's coming for you. <laughs> no, Tony Stark is back. dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think the and I'll say it again, the most frustrating part of this show is they could get everything they want out of it. If Disney exec said we want ABC easily can get their a b and c while still being true to the comic and telling a much better story they chose not to it's not like it wasn't something that was presented to them or not an easy idea they chose not to do those things and i think part of it has to do with his director's chip on his shoulder about telling a story about egypt and egyptian gods because he feels they're not represented enough because he touts that everywhere he goes and points out everybody that did it wrong um and I think that's where we're getting some of these more mystical things because he wants to tell those kind of stories, not the Moon Knight stories. I think that's fair. And, and, and I also think it has a lot to do with uh, uh, Love and Thunder. I think I'm making the gods more prominent in the show is important to movies coming out. Yeah, this is Age of Ultron. What? This is just a filler thing to... A backdoor introduce a bad guy or an event for something else. So with time or as time passes, it'll actually get better. On the rewatch, let's Maybe. hope. There's a. I mean, did you see the Rama Tut thing? That was pretty cool. 
So it, it got confirmed by the the people at New Rockstars. They t- they had a friend who worked on the production, and the you know the scene where the little kid cuts the younger kid cuts his handkerchief and falls off the cliff. Right on his back is Ramatut's helmet. So, and for those who don't know Ramatut, that is Nathaniel Richards. That's Kang the Conqueror. That's one of his other um, variants. So there is a Kang the Conqueror tie um, that is so subtle but yet confirmed that it is legitimately Ramatut. It's supposed to be a, a nod to Ramatut. So that means that there's still more Kang stuff coming, so then there is more connectivity than, than, than originally led on to believe, although small, still connecting to the broader Marvel Universe. But I don't know. It's just kind of... That's your there's your subtle thing. Yeah, but that's not... <laughs> it's not like a smart... <laughs> that's not like a smart, oh my God, yes, going back and seeing it, this is going to make a huge change to what it is. The camera thing, if they at the end of it reveal that this was all in his head, and then you can go back and find those kind of things, that's a really heady, smart detail to put into it. I think we'll be getting into his head this next episode. What if all of this, I think we said it before, what if all of this, it just culminates and it ends with him in a straitjacket in a room? Would be the greatest thing. That'd be awesome. Yeah. If that means nothing happened. If he ends up in a straitjacket, everything happened, they just think he's nuts. Mm-hmm. that's a shitty way to that's the probably the way they will do it but to end it new heart right new heart straight jacket good putting him in a straight jacket because he's crazy bad but in other any, words for the audience because a lot right. of them are younger than we are nothing happened it all it was all in his head it was a dream <laughs> it was all a dream oh jeez no uh, yeah word right. up magazine no i got there you, you. Go. Okay. With you i got i'm there heavy Pick d up and limousine and all but Kanchu being a character that people are trying to relate to and can see the sadness in him is the shittiest move they've made of this show yet. Kanchu is terrible, horrible, demands blood and vengeance, and we're not getting that Kanchu in this, and I have a feeling that is, again, the director being like, I need to be accurate and you shit on all of my stuff, and uh, him and Simu, whatever, are fighting, and because Simo was it Simo, Simu, Simu Liu. We have the pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> Simu um, Liu called out Ethan Hawke's <laughs> Mandarin teacher, saying it was terrible pronunciation. So, whatever. Um, I, we keep watching this show. Those, I doubt like, it's it, going to get better. It amazes me the kind of things that you focus on. Like I don't care about that at all. That doesn't even. That doesn't <laughs> yeah, but, even. But knowing that the director's whole purpose of this isn't to tell a cool Moon Knight story. That's bothering, but like bringing Simu Liu into this, I could care less. <laughs> I could but care it's all about people Shang throwing Chi stones thinks. about like who cares if somebody pronounced something incorrectly. They at least tried to have that in the show. Well, I mean, the, you but you can at the same time say that about this show. Like you're right now saying that this is not accurate to what it's supposed to be, and he's saying that the Mandarin spoken I'm, is not I'm accurate. No, I'm to what going it's past. It's be, not accurate because it means something to him, just like Moon Knight means something to you. Yeah, so but I'm, I'm not, not saying this isn't accurate. I'm saying this doesn't even have a snowball's chance in hell of even trying to emulate what it's. Sure, based I get that, but it's it's a similar. You're you're both making similar arguments. You're both you're you're both in this in this in the the same arena, just fighting over different things. That's my my point being is is that a lot of people don't care about moon Knight, which is why they can get away with doing stuff like this where you do and it means something and you're right i completely agree with every take you've had about how much better it would be but to a lot of people none of that matters because the show is still doing well at the end of the day it's still doing well well and those fans don't want a good show 
And what I mean by that is they don't want something that involves their pea brains to think more than here's something you, entertaining. It wasn't you. You say that it was never offered to them. Like I, I think it would have done really well if this I was don't think in it the vein of the Batman. Like no, but because that's not even the Moon Knight that I would we'd want to see with the storyline they're going like a off. Darker of. Moon Knight. A in- darker psychological. You don't yes. know what's going on, Moon Knight. Hundred percent. But I don't it. think the fans they'd throw up and throw their hands up because the first three episodes of WandaVision where you had to think and they were writing saying it's the worst thing Marvel ever did. And I think that backlash put it in Disney's mind. We will never to try and inception the fans again because they're <laughs> not ready for it. I hope that's not right. I hope that I hope that's that that's not true. But oh, well, we'll see. We'll see. I, the, the show has been a dud so far. Uh, I hope it turns it around, but I, I completely agree with Maurer that it's just such a missed opportunity for something unique, and that's why Moon Knight is great. Although he has ties and connections to Batman, like I know people can make that connection, he is a wonderfully unique character that doesn't feel unique. He just feels like he went through the MCU meat grinder and came out dazzly on the other side. Like he's <laughs> What you should be worried about is if this is what they're doing to him, what do you think they're going to do all those Netflix properties when they do a new content with them? Mm, um, Daredevil, I could see getting a little out there because the hand gets even Netflix's properties got a little out there when the Defenders rolled around. But I don't think they're going to be dark. I don't think. Oh they're, no, no, they're no. gonna they're gonna do the same thing that Morbius is doing with the blood sound effects. That bothers me. I don't know why we're doing that. It bugs me. Like you're hearing the slosh of the blood, and you hear it splash on the wall, and then they zoom out. And it's just people laying down. And they could have gotten past it uh, just by making them werewolves or taken over by egyptian you know gods and making them demons or mummies like there's easy ways because as long as it's not human blood it doesn't count but you've even shown us with his bloody knuckles so like you see him take apart werewolf creatures and then all of a sudden boom he snaps to reality Yeah, but the sensors blood blood on your hands isn't counted seeing blood come from a body part is what well, well that's what you. I mean. So just go just do this thing you did the first episode. So he beats up a bunch of werewolves, right? Beats them all to piss, and then all of a sudden snaps back to reality and they weren't werewolves, they were people, and his hands are bloody again. That, like, would, that would be, be kind of cool. That would even be cooler because you could do then get away with showing blood coming out of the werewolves because you yeah. could just and then go back and it's red blood. Oh yeah. It was, uh, see, man, come on now. <laughs> Tell <laughs> me if they just put <laughs> me in charge of this damn show, I guarantee we'd be winning awards. Let's move on real quick to uh, to another big story that we got to talk about before the Batman, which is the shakeup at DC that apparently is happening because of the $43 billion merger of Discovery and Warner Brothers. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is called Snyderverse. now, right? Yeah, yeah so de- death to the Snyderverse, that's for sure. That's happening. Thank God. That's definitely happening. Did so you see the-, the best comment out of it? What? Them talking how they have basically shelved Superman and are dumb for yeah. doing so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just about to bring that up. Yeah, absolutely. That's the best part of it. Well, and that's and that gives me a lot of faith in the guy who's kind of now in control. So apparently they're looking for a Kevin Feige, a new a new Scott Snyder or Zack Snyder. You James know what I mean? They're looking Juan. for what's up? Put Juan in charge. Maybe I, I'd like. I I almost want somebody who's even a little step out further than that. You know, because Juan, I want Juan to keep making movies, and when he's working on a movie, he's not focusing on the things. I need somebody who's kind of steering the ship, like a Kevin Feige. I get, I get that want, and uh, that's what originally what James, uh, or Jimmy Jeff Johns was supposed to do when they put him as in charge of the entertainment division, and he just 
my problem is, is I think DC's hitting a cool stride of not uh, using the Marvel method. Well, they talked about that. Mm-hmm. So they talked about how, so apparently the big deal here is not only to utilize characters that they know will bring in money and it's ridiculous they've been shelved for so long, like Superman, but the bigger thing is to create franchises out of smaller characters because they don't want to spend money on IP in other arenas when they already have so much great rich IP uh, that exists. Like So for example, we've got the Blue Beetle movie coming, right? This is Which sounds so good. This Everything is in line with the Blue Beetle movie. Yeah. So, and then the, if Blue Beetle, do, if it takes off, if it does well, boom, all of a sudden you've got a character who's been very cool in the realm of comics, but largely unknown past that. Like video games, maybe some cartoons here and there, but for the most part, the, the average con- non-comic reader has no idea who Blue Beetle is. Neither iteration. Flashpoint Green Arrow, bring Stephen Amell in and give us an Arrow movie. I think it would be a huge hit. But it looks like they want a fan. At first, I was a little nervous about this, but it looks like they want a fan in charge of what to do moving forward. And they use Joker as an example of why they need to focus on other characters to create and bolster their popularity to create. Because all Discovery wants is billion-dollar franchises. They just want Captain Marvel's. You know what I mean? Regardless on how great the character is, can we turn them into billion-dollar franchises? But get fans to do it, and it's going to be great. You'll, you get your cake and eat it, too. You make a great movie, and you make a lot of money. You know what? I have a feeling Mr. Gunn might be getting a new job. Well, he he said he was working on a couple other DC projects that he can't talk it's, about to the public right now. It's the smartest move. It, um, how passionate he is yeah. about everything, he would put things together properly. And I had said it before where I feel he is humble enough to let things go against his normal style. For the greater good, mm-hmm. where I think Fahey, where he fails right now, is once they found that money-making formula, he's not really willing to go outside yeah. of that formula because he just wants it to. He doesn't yeah. want a, a black stripe on his his mark. Copy faced. Where I think Gun would be like, we're making enough money. If we do a risk here and it fails, I'll put three other hits around it, mm-hmm. and that won't look as bad. But at least we took a risk, and p- the world's smart enough to go. Oh, that was different. Okay, they tried something there. We'll forgive them. Well, and he's such a passionate fan, like Moshko was saying, that he would also know when it's best for a movie to be connected to a broader universe versus having its own kind of unique take like the Joker. Because they do want to do more movies like the Joker because of its popularity. I mean, that was a billion-dollar franchise right there. It's the only reason there's another movie being in the, in the works. Remember, they talked about like they would never do a sequel, and then all of a sudden, the movie did really well. They were like, <laughs> well, you know, if everybody else signs on. <laughs> but they were, so that's the part they were smart with, though. They put the green light out there contingent on Success. the actor the writer and director also all signing on and success like the the madness of of uh, planning and pro- uh, and planning and plotting trilogies before the first one does well gets you bvs you yeah. know what i mean it gets you mm. it gets you a very weird like it's going to happen no matter it's if it's good or not it's the the green lighting sequels before success is very weird to me so again here's how i say they introduced the justice league we do a reverse tower of babel we Apparently used- they don't even want to introduce the Justice League, which is even better. Apparently they want to avoid the Justice League. They want to do Spider. They want to do obviously Spider Man. They want to do Superman, <laughs> um, Batman. They're going to let keep running with Matt Reeves because of the other things in the works. This is all rumor. God only knows how true this yeah. is. Um, 
But then past that, they're probably going to shelf Flash. Thank um, God. Because Flash might be the end. Because remember, remember, the Flash is supposed to give us a clue on what the DCEU is supposed to look like moving forward. <laughs> and I think what they were going <laughs> to give us a clue to also got squashed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, probably. probably. But it's and, also interesting to think if this ch- uh, changes up the comics at all, like how this affects the comics. I this, think comics this, are going to get better. I hope so. I think they're going to stop trying to tie everything together. I think this is them going, we can do better than Marvel. DC because- doesn't tied him into the movies yet i just marvel marvel does i just want dc i just want all comics to go back to uh, to valuing the plot and, and and the the legacy of characters opposed to shocking social f- splash pages because yes. it just seems like the splash pages become more important than the content yeah, well and you and i have talked about this offline i think the the wokeness is finally hitting a peak Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Where they can go, okay, we might have crossed a line here. Um, let's, let's reel it back and start telling stories again. Well, I don't think they cared because they don't think they had to care about sales. No. I don't think the sales of books meant anything to, to Marvel and DC for the longest time. It didn't either. But now with a new company in charge, they might go, hold on. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> How much are we spending on this? We have <laughs> Batman and we're not making money. Like... <laughs> Strip it down, go to the the Trinity, get those books doing well again. Back to basics. Cut Mm -hmm. all of the Bat Family books out, get rid of them, just end them. Well, remember, they're killing the Justice League this month. I think think that's going to get undone. Before we started recording. Of course it will, but they they should just do another crisis. Like, just wipe the slate clean, reboot, start over. Almost like a rebirth. It's a shame because Rebirth was I so want, beeping good. I want Rebirth to just continue, but the, it's, just, it's, I don't, maybe another, like a re-rebirth sounds weird, but I don't know. It's, it's just, it, it's exciting for what could come for regurgitation. regurgitation. If they could go back to the Rebirth moment, like almost have Flashpoint 2 reset them to the Rebirth starting point, and then just go from there. Well, there's a new Flashpoint book. There's a Flash. It's called Flashpoint Beyond that just came out. But that's for all the Beyond characters, isn't it? I don't like know that universe. It just it just came out. For any company to go and buy, you know pay however many billions, there was a lot of research that went into this. So there's people at Discovery prior to this deal going through who definitely made you know concessions on what the next steps will be once the company is acquired. They have something planned. It's just the a matter Trinity of carrying it alone out. will make them their money back. If, if they right. just focused on those three characters, I'm talking across the board. If they stopped all comics except for the Trinity and stopped all movies except for the Trinity, they'd still be hugely popular. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Because those characters, those are billion-dollar franchises, each one. That's $3 billion worth. And then put them together into their own story. There's $4 billion right there. But if uh, they look back at what's been hugely popular over the last two decades, things like Arrow... You know, those kinds of things they can do with those lower grade characters and then make a even bigger profit with less investment. Like a street level arrow movie would be phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's a, a big and I think we're learning that mostly with Moon Knight is that the stakes in a lot of these movies and shows are not are not realistic to the character that they're about. Like the stakes are a little too high for the characters that we're talking about. You're not going to find that kind of universe ending or altering stuff in a book like Moon Knight. 
<laughs> and when you did, the coolest part about it was it was just a dude fighting a god. Like, they, they looked at the one shiny part and forgot that the, the story is being told because it shouldn't work. It's the All David right. and Goliath, and we got Goliath versus Super Goliath. It, uh, Speaking flash, of... The Flashpoint uh, Beyond is uh, Thomas Wayne. Uh, but I think wow. speaking of Thomas Wayne, we've uh, we've spent so much time now on uh, Moon Knight and DC, just broad DC, that we need to get into the meat of what we wanted to talk about. What honestly we have had multiple meetings about. We've talked about this movie multiple times and how we would eventually talk to you all about it because we had a string of of interviews when this movie came out, and all, even at the theater we were like, well, how do we fit this in? Like, how do we make this work? Because <laughs> I don't think any of us have left the theater so excited for a movie in a long time. Yeah, this. This movie, The Batman, hit on a level. You know what? The only other movie of recent time that hit me on this level was the Ghostbusters movie. Ooh, I don't know if I. Wow. I would say I put this above the Ghostbusters movie. I put this well above the Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters is great. Well, no, the- I'm talking about the way I felt leaving. This uh, okay, was a that's fair. this was a much better movie, but it you left the theater going. They did 99.99% of what makes me feel good about this character. Well, well I just, they, go ahead. I, say, I, just, I just love when the movie's over, we all just looked at Maragon and <laughs> <laughs> did you like it? <laughs> no, well, liked we, it. we all knew we liked it. We all, all right. of us were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see the smiles on your faces. How about you, you curmudgeon? <laughs> <laughs> not always a curmudgeon. <laughs> not, no, during, like, not at the end of the Batman. That was no. There it's, was a good, there was a good twenty minutes after the end of the Batman that you were good. <laughs> yeah, well, seeing things like uh, I don't know if you saw, and maybe Huey, maybe you can pull this up. The screen time for each actor portraying Batman and their Batman, Robert oh, Pattinson, yeah, is like twenty minutes away of beating uh, Michael Keaton as Batman as far as screen time in one movie. Like he's beaten everybody but Keaton and Christian Bale as far as screen time as Batman. Like because well, he was Batman that. Yeah, the whole that. time, so mm-hmm. like we didn't have a bunch of Bruce Wayne going around. We didn't have a bunch of weird, silly stories. This wasn't a movie about the villain, which is what we got in the Dark Knight. The first Keaton Batman was a Joker movie because you had Jack Nicholson as Joker, so you couldn't. All look. his movies were like that. And how, yeah. how much of the movie was dedicated to Catwoman and Penguin in returns how this, much how much of of bane and um poison ivy and and mr freeze yeah you know what i mean like all of the movies place they they place such an emphasis on the villain that it takes the mystique away that this movie grabbed this was like not only are we going to give you a movie about a villain we're going to change that villain up just enough where they're even interesting when we do focus on them did you did you guys see it a second time yet no, I haven't. All right, so I so I so I took my little brother recently, and to see this, to see to see yeah, so to see the Batman again. Um, he didn't get brother? a chance to see it. What's up? How old your little brother now? Uh, he's seventeen. Oh, for some reason <laughs> I still picture him as like a nine-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. We've been doing this show a long time. <laughs> I'm feeling old. Uh, anyway, he um. When I was watching the movie, because we all know now what the, you know, bring bring the rat into the light riddle, yep. what that meant. When you watch the movie and the first time you see Oswald Cobblepot's club, 
you see the Riddler in his room taking pictures of the people going into the bar. Right. So the photos he finds later in the movie, two hours later, they show you, you just never think to look at it. They quite literally, in, in big green hotel letters, they quite literally show you Riddler taking pictures of the bar with big, like, it's so subtle details like that, I think were just incredible. And there were so many of those. Well, even the details of the red aspect that people didn't realize was a throwback to the animated series. You know, having the red, because the, the skies were red a lot of the times in that animated series. Um, the attention to detail on the core of the character, and this is where we talk about in Moon Knight, it's not how accurate it is to a comic. It's not how them retelling a story. But when you get the core of a character correct, that's what makes it great. That's why I enjoyed the Justice League because the core of Superman in that film was better. And me being, that's all I care, because it's been so long since we've seen Superman on goddamn screen until recently. Mauer's never played this, so baby who, you're going to have to jump in with me to, to confirm what I'm about to say. But the Spider-Man <laughs> game, the Spider-Man PS4 game. I played game, them. Oh, you did? Yeah. The core of that, all the whole story is different, but the core of that character is the same. Yeah. So much so that the core, and it makes Miles like so much better than the comic counterpart, the way that they tied those two stories in together. It's to a point where I hope that's the Miles and Peter story we see, not the comic rendition. I want to see the feast version of them. So when we see the Batman with an actor who is a phenomenal actor, but might not look what we would expect Batman to look like, it doesn't matter because the portrayal of the detective and him adapting, like even he said, and Matt Reeves said, he's not the best detective yet, but by the end of that movie, you already see his detective skills, at least him starting to ask questions and look a little bit more like you're seeing a progression there that in the next film, they're going to be able to build on. In the first scene that they bring him into the crime scene and he starts looking around the room, watch the photographer in the background who just yeah. looks at him and goes, what the hell are you looking at? <laughs> and then immediately he goes, oh, I should take pictures of that. This just starts taking pictures yeah. of the wall, whatever the hell Batman's looking at. Uh, that, those are the kind of details that I love. Did you see um, the No Man Land references? Yes. On the, during the chase scene? Yeah. So the, the docks and then what's Robinsonville? What, what's Robin, Robinsville? Robinsville. Ro yeah. Um, which is... That's that was where it was Poison Ivy. Was that Poison I think, Ivy? In I think she place? was Poison Ivy. And when we left the theater, that was the first thing I felt. I was like, this feels like it, it's going to be no man's land in a different way. Well, it was it was a love letter to Batman fans of all kinds. <laughs> if you were a fan of the animated series, the video games, the comics, the movies, the the sixty six. Uh, Adam West Batman. Yeah, like that every... statue. <laughs> Seeing the, what was it, Mozart statue in the background. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I wasn't even talking about the cow. I wasn't even yeah. bringing up that. Like, his cow is designed on Adam West cow, which is incredible because they made the ridiculous Adam West costume look awesome. So, it, but, the, like, the Hush reference, the, the long Halloween reference, the, I mean... As a fan, like even if you're not a fan, the movie's great. But if you are a fan, of, like a longtime fan of Batman, the amount of subtle references you're going to get will it just gives you chills and warms the heart. Well, and I have a feeling the next <laughs> thing we'll get is we might get Hush. Because they laid well, they... this out in a way where it would make sense in the story 
for a hush to pick up where the Riddler was mm -hmm. playing. And they already showed Tommy and they showed kind of what happened. They changed it slightly, but I think it's good enough where we could get another character and it would also allow them to let their Joker go play in the wild a little bit without having to be Ooh. focused on Joker. So the three movies would be Batman Year Two, Batman uh, Hush, and then Batman um, The War of Jokes and Riddles. That would be the trilogy. Yeah. Oh, that would be the trilogy that you'd be leading towards, which would be three awesome books that we haven't truly seen, even like renditions of. Like they would be more like Civil War was to Captain America. You know what I mean? Yeah. But seeing the jokes and riddles, having those two go head to head would be awesome. Because so think of it this way. So you have okay. So you have the first movie where he feels like he was connected to Batman, but that got pulled from under his feet. So now he's a crazy dude. Although on the second watch, he smiles right before Batman leaves, leading me to believe that maybe he does know that he's Bruce Wayne. Maybe he was letting on. Uh, Paul but Dano deserves awesome. an award for that movie. So good. But hear me out. Second movie, we have the Joker's now influenced Riddle, uh, Riddler. Riddler is now, you know, the the Hush storyline that you could pull from maybe the animated movie. Um, that with the Joker kind of more involved, leading to a leading to him almost killing Batman, but Joker can't have that. So Joker then stops Riddler from from winning which would then cause the jokes and riddles war because he thought he had a friend in joker and joker really cares more about the connection between him and batman well i even think they would go one step further instead of having because they wouldn't go head to head yet i think there would be a little legitimate tommy elliott you would have that going on the riddlers just kind of pushing it from behind the joker stops tommy and that's where it starts so that way they still you can build to that they haven't quite fa faced off against each other and just how, I mean, that would be so unique in a movie. We've seen the Joker so many times, but to see the Joker save wait, Batman wait, in a movie stop. would be amazing. <laughs> wait, Hold there's on. more. <laughs> You're not going to get that as the third one as a movie. Get that as a TV show leading up to do Killing Joke live action as the third movie. Oh. Oh, and we have a Gordon, and I love Gordon. I love yep. the new Gordon. Because oh, we don't have so a... Good. We don't have a real Gordon yet. That's my only knock on the movie is Gordon felt weak in it. Oh, I loved him. I absolutely 100% loved him. If you do, okay, we do the Hush storyline, that brings them together. Joker stops him. Then you'd have a whole TV show that doesn't need Batman. And you have two smaller actors that are used to being on TV. That could, oh you could do God. that. And then that, you could throw ooh, wow. in you could throw in their ver like you could throw in other vigilante characters. Yep. You could throw a cat into that show. Cat make Catwoman the 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 hero of that story. Yep. God, that and then so from good. there God, obviously so the Joker would win and then he just decides he's gonna go after Batman and then that third movie is Or you joke. introduce you introduce Barbara Gordon in that, which then ties into Barbara Gordon being paralyzed yep. in Killing Joke. Oh my god. I want this to be real so bad. <laughs> I want this to be real. We just dropped the mic on this franchise, but they're never going to do what we want because uh, th you know, I uh, after after seeing the Batman, I have faith. I do. I think I think the Oswald Cobblepot show is going to be great. I think the Arkham show is going to be great. Uh, and the fact that we can really build a Batman the Animated Series-esque world, live action world out of this that ties into everything is just so exciting. But, we can do the whole jokes and riddles war in the Arkham show. I I need to do. We need to stop for a second. Well, I think the. Been, well, before we go, I think the Arkham show is going to be where we get our backstories on 
the villains so they can insert them into other stories without having to do that. Here's who this character is. And we could just jump into like this one. Batman already freaking exists. I just, I have to invite him in the conversation because he's such a movie buff, but he's being oddly quiet. Mosko, what did you think about this movie? I thought it was incredible. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> For a split second, I thought, uh oh. I know, I was about to say, like, this, this was a big pile of wonderful. That's what it was. I, it's so hard for me to number one i'm just staying off social media anymore it's it's just a wasteland of garbage i'm, I'm right there with you man <laughs> for people to say they fell asleep in this movie like are you that brain dead that you can't follow the wonderful story that they put in front of us it's it just boggles my mind uh, but from a like you know cinematography was gorgeous the uh the the lack of the obvious cgi or Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yes. The the visual effects in it were subtle. They were and- so good that you didn't know that they were actually CGI. Where elsewhere, you know what you're looking at, and the just that method. that blending was was phenomenal. The just the overall tone. I th- I think I wrote somewhere. I have notes because it's always fun. The color palette <laughs> was awesome. Like the yes, the red was amazing the the one thing that got me so i saw this thing in rpx which i've had a wonderful time you know the chairs move and all that good stuff we sit (laughs) down and everything starts kicking up and i'm like my chair's not moving what's going on here they get to the car chase and i'm expecting like you know moving all over the place the the whole platform like lean to the left and then i'm watching the movie leaning to the left for the rest of the movie because <laughs> I didn't want to get up and move to another spot. I'm just like, whatever. I'm just sitting here. So that that was a little frustrating. Well, let's talk about the, the Batmobile because mm-hmm. I have never been so hyped for a Batmobile on screen when I saw this. I reached over to Mrs. Mauer was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> because just hearing it for the first time. Oh, and, and, so cool. Like, yeah the muscle car looking like something that Bruce Wayne actually could build. And you probably didn't notice this detail. If you weren't a car guy, they show that Bruce Wayne is a car guy. Cause when he's driving, he drives a 1963 Corvette stingray split window to the funeral. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's driving a new or just a generic car. He drives a very specific muscle car fan car around. So it made this version of the Batmobile that much cooler uh, but just the guttural intimidation. Shot. The shot of him flying over the, the 18 wheeler that was that blew up. There's <laughs> yes. no CGI in that shot. Matt Reeves loved that shot because mm-hmm. it's incredible. And it was a one and done shot. They had one chance at that shot and they got it. I would be two. I'd put that everywhere. <laughs> do you know who he t- do you know who he talked effects. to for that shot? What's up? He talked to Christopher Nolan about that shot. Because they had to do that shot in a very similar way of uh, when the tractor trailer in, what was it, Dark Knight? Oh, when it flips? When it flips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They only had one shot for that, and they actually did so much damage to the city that they had to pay and fix a bunch of the pipes and stuff underground. (laughs) But it was a one and done. They only had one take on that. Um, So he was just asking for advice of like, what do you do? And Christopher Nolan said, don't overthink it. Plan for what you want and just focus on that. You're going to get your shot. 
put up as many cameras from as many angles as possible and you're going to get something good. But yeah, so it's just so we're, well, I have a feeling we're we're all just going to gush about this movie because there's not much to not gush about. So I want to do I want to give one criticism to the movie. So, and, and let's let's for me, let's hear let's hear how everybody takes it. For me it's Gordon um they show him being too comfortable and the Gordon that I know doesn't really trust anybody because he knows how corrupt the police force is. So seeing him be as trusting as he is with Batman for him just meeting him, if Batman's only been around for a year, his interactions might be 15 to 20 interactions. But that's, that's why I love the way that they did the bat signal. The bat signal being in a in a, an abandoned uh Right, uh, but it still shows facility. that Gordon trusts Batman. Right, because he didn't, because he had no one else to trust. That's why I, I liked it. I don't think he should trust him yet either. Well, I, I think, think a year. I think he had a year of him. <laughs> like he, he got a chance to. Like we don't know what early Batman was, and that would be kind of cool if we got a Gordon story. Could you imagine if we got an HBO Max Gordon story that was year one, where Batman is more like Jaws, where you never really see him, and it's just <laughs> his actions that makes Gordon appreciate who Batman is. Like yeah. he's the only one who sees him for what he could be. I, I just, I would have liked a harder cop version of Gordon. And I think a lot of it has to do, and I talked to Frank about this, because Gary Oldman was so good as Gordon and fit almost exactly what my mind's eye of Gordon was reading the comics, mm -hmm. varying from that, seeing it done so well, is going to be really hard for me to get on board on the first shot. After seeing him again and seeing him in the Arkham show and seeing him when he's going to be, because he's going to be in Arkham, he's going to be in the Penguin show. Well, he did. He trusts. I mean, halfway through the Batman Begins, he trusts Batman. I mean, hell, he gets in the car. <laughs> but they still so, uh, showed showed him as Super Cop. This Gordon, I don't feel, is Super Cop. I don't he think almost this feels like could the, be Super Cop because no one liked him. Remember, remember in the beginning of the movie, they were like, "I can't wait till you're gone." That's and that was kind of cool. Is that it? Kind of mirrored Seven in a way. There was a lot of aspects about Seven and this movie, especially with um the riddler that that paralleled each other quite a bit and and morgan freeman's character very similar in seven wasn't liked by the rest of the department well gordon's never liked well that and so that would lead me to believe that he wouldn't be gung-ho cop because he doesn't know who the hell to talk to about it he doesn't yeah. know who to go to well he so that's why he was the straight shooter he was not on uh falcon's payroll like but this gordon just felt meek I don't. I love when he pulled out the gun. He was like, "No guns." Yeah, that's your thing, man. <laughs> like, I love this Gordon. I thought when he when he said, "Punch me in the face." Like, I love that when he when he was like, "I thought you were gonna pull your punch." I did. <laughs> like the 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 dynamic between those two. I I like the dynamic between those two more than I liked Catwoman, and I really liked Catwoman. Mm. I Catwoman thought take I, her or leave her. Not gonna say yeah, anything bad about great. Catwoman. Not gonna say anything good. It was just a character. Um. The bat and the cat romance that they got to towards the end felt really rushed. It did. Yeah. Well, that's why I like that it went nowhere. That's why I like that it went with your, your, and, and they pulled, what was it? What was Dark Knight? Was it Dark Knight? No, no. What was the one where Alfred says, um, Alfred says he's taken or he's already, he's spoken for. That oh. shows him going out as Batman yeah. again. I mean, they. I mean, that's what I mean. There's so many little moments like that that if you're a Batman fan, you're like, that's so good. That's such a cool way to bring that in. But she was definitely better than I was expecting her to be. Because mm -hmm. um, the only thing I've ever really seen her in was X Men First Class, 
<laughs> so I wasn't expecting much acting from Zoe Kravitz. Oh, right. She was the she was the fairy chick. What was? Her yeah. Name? Uh, so I was pleasantly surprised. How, however, her being like baby, baby. Oh my God, she's gone to sexual tension with Batman in like mm-hmm. the next scene was kind of like you a hoe or or what? <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a soundbite for that somewhere. <laughs> oh wow! So. Um, the okay so here's my here's my criticism i believe and i think it would have made a stronger movie if the movie ended with the riddler giving himself up cut the whole the whole final act of the uh, you can figure out another way to bring in the i am vengeance hell he riddler could have said i am vengeance to give that moment that where he needed to be something more but the idea of a batman movie ending where batman lost is something we've never seen before and it would have dramatically altered how the tone of the next couple movies would have been. Plus, that last final f- scene felt like it was just tacked on because we needed to see a city get hurt in some which way. Because see, it, it, yeah. I see that scene as differently. I see them doing the opposite of every other Batman movie and where this is Batman can be a symbol of hope. And we needed that scene for Batman to be a symbol of hope. Sure, but I so think you So if they would have put I that think... scene before... You could have made the second Joker? movie about him being a symbol of hope. And I think the Joker scene should have been an end credit tease. I think you could have saved that to the end. Everyone would have lost their mind. I don't think we need the Joker scene at all in this. I think an end credit scene. I, I think the Joker scene they cut out was fine to cut out. Like I, I, I don't think the Joker's influence needed to be too heavy in the movie. So if you were to end with the Joker now influencing Oh, Riddler, I thought you were talking about that scene. No, no, cut that scene. Okay, Get that yeah. scene out of there. It's a great scene, but it, it really didn't have a f- place in the movie. It just felt shoehorned like you wanted to get the Joker now, in No, for here. me, and that's I how would the- flip that final battle, like have shit start happening and he doesn't know why, and then have the, the Riddler kind of turn himself in. Like if you would have just flipped those two parts of the act around... Well, you I couldn't have because better. the city was flooding. <laughs> like they wouldn't have the the police would have immediately went. Well, good luck, and they would have they would have left. But it could have like, just been one bomb going off, and there's like twelve more he doesn't know about. That's all the more reason where I, like I think I feel like all of that just felt like they needed a big superhero climax when this movie was set up in a way where it didn't need that. And well, I'm, again, I loved it. Don't get me wrong; I truly liked the scenes. I just felt like the venom, the tease for the venom, like there was just more. There was more about, I don't know, meeting demands, maybe. But I think that giving a hopeful ending opposed to an end, like him becoming hopeful because he lost, I think is way more powerful than him becoming hopeful because he led people out of a building that was flooded. This is also leading into a bunch of shows. So I see where they had to put something in to get you to watch HBO Max shows. Because if you didn't have all that and you didn't know that it was basically going to be No Man's Land now in Gotham and that all that stuff is happening and that thing. It's not No Man's Land in Gotham. I thought that too. And then I watched it the second time and the scene with Catwoman and Batman, the city's fine. If you look in the background, there's cars, there's traffic. There's I'm not like talking about everything. No Man's Land in a way of it being cut off. I'm talking about the, the crime taking oh you, they're just taking sections of the city that's yeah. a, I, I, I hope that's not the no, no i want no man's land like no man's <laughs> land i want the i want the you yeah, know i think the no man's land we're gonna get is there's no more central control of crime and everybody's fighting to be the crime boss that's cool that's cool i, I mean sense. but it kind of kills the blue boys and it kills the like i think the, you the, still can get the blue boys with that 
because you're now... Or we could get Orphan. Could you imagine if we get Orphan? Well, I think we're going to get Orphan, and I think we're going to get the Blue Boys being... Imagine the Blue Boys fighting the corruption of the police versus the the city. Yes, Moshko. Why are you raising your hand, Moshko? Explain Blue Boys. Okay, good call. Good call. Uh, (laughs) So when a girl... Wow! What? The, wow! Blue I, ball. I think he was—he was trying to make a blue balls joke and yes. kind of <laughs> wow. Have the face palms throughout the like all of us. Just, Look anyway. at Bauer. He just the disappeared. Blue, He's holding boys. it in. So in no man's land, Goth the the U.S. government decides that Gotham is no longer part of the United States. Uh, so there is no centralized uh, police force. So the the cops that remain, Gordon kind of heads up a whole bunch of cops that decide that this is our city. We're going to mm-hmm. keep it safe, and they become essentially a gang. And they they Dark control a certain area. Yeah, that that yeah that whole that whole scene where they blow the bridges and like the world like the city's gone to chaos. Perfect. And it's yeah. So the, that's who the blue boys are. And and orphan for anybody who doesn't know is the best Batgirl there's ever been. If you don't know her, it's, well, there's probably a lot of people who don't know her. She's I mean, when when have we seen her not in comics? That's true. So orphan doesn't speak. Um, her language is violence, which is awesome. Um, she is this creepiest looking Batgirl and and the best fighter of the Bat family, arguably. We're probably going to get her because they are shoehorning her in like crazy right now in uh, Young Justice. No, I definitely oh, really? feel we're going to get her. I feel this so next cool. part is No Man's Land minus the cutoff from the world. I think the Blue oh. Boys are going to be fighting corruption. So they're going to be taking over precinct by precinct and trying to get that to where it is, and you're going to see mm. that story mm. being told on the TV shows. And then I think since there's no centralized crime family anymore, that you're going to be seeing all these other villains start to pop up and kind of take over. And how does the city react to, well, this is you know Riddler's area, this is Joker, here's this new guy over here, I hear there's alligators, you know... <laughs> <laughs> like those kind of things and it well, just you know would be kind of kind of cool as a redemption for a, a hero who hasn't and didn't quite get what uh, the appreciation she deserved in birds of prey give us an hbo max huntress show that's in this world. oh no she was a terrible huntress though she never got a chance to be a good huntress yeah but she doesn't She's barely look in the movie good, uh, oh i thought no. she looked fine no i thought she looked fine that was my least cool. favorite part of that movie <laughs> Ah, uh, I disagree. I think although give, Rosie Perez think, bringing her over, yeah, as what's her name would be awesome. Uh, what Which is one it was like? Rosie Perez? Montoya, uh, Stooky Brothers. <laughs> and then she could be the question two in this. It would be great. Uh, the so. the future is bright for this. I I'm positive that the these the the discovery merger isn't going to be that big of a deal. For the Batman, I don't think it's good. It, this movie made too much money. It just set another record before uh, before the streaming started. Of uh, hit well, another milestone. We didn't yeah. get Moshko or Huey's thing they didn't like about it. Oh, you and I just kind of took control. That's what we do. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm kind of with Menti. The uh, the whole arena thing at the end, I love it. You know, or I didn't need it. Like like you said. I'm I'm so like, broken up by it. I I can't even explain why I didn't really like it. <laughs> yeah, but that gave us venom. <laughs> right, but I feel like that's why they did it. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I feel like that played a bigger role into why they did it. And I don't think it was necessary because again, Batman losing is something we've never seen. Do you feel that he did inject himself with venom? Yes. 
Yeah. 100%. 100%. So after the movie, I was like, that's Venom. You're like, no way. I don't remember that, but but I could see me saying that. I looked at it as, you know, <laughs> adrenaline, not, you know, the stuff for, you're talking well, about it, the stuff for Bane, right? Yes, Bane. Right. It's bright green and it changed his personality. It makes yeah, and it made, me feel and it made good. Him, it made him brutal. Like yeah, he became yeah. uber violent during when that happened. Um, I also love like, I mean, look, so here's the thing that I thought was cool with that scene is that they like no no scene felt wasted so even the first initial i am vengeance fight scene right when you find out that he's got a taser he's got like the electrified gauntlets and he Mm -hmm. hits that dude and shocks him in the neck and then later on he jumps on that cord and you're like well how the hell well they showed you that his suit's got to be insulated for electricity already yep so that fight gave us a re so not only did it connect to the vengeance scene but it 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 Tied in multiple ways that he used his suit to fight opposed to save. So right. Instead of being vengeance, he, beca- he became a savior. I still say that when he jumps on the dude at the end, just goes through the smoke. And oh, that's, that's so good. good. Oh, it's yeah. such a good Batman scene that maybe they did just put it on to show all these things, but I needed to see it. And I'm not going to complain about it. Like, as far as I could tell, that was the prequel to the universe like the movie ended so this was just kind of them showing you okay here's what's going to go on next uh kind of a glimpse of a greater batman but everything he did in that least scene the the venom injection seeing the violent batman giving the clue that you this is a world that could have a realistic bane like i liked it huey in the um in the the scenes one of the first scenes that they they show his comment section one of the comments says uh i hope i hope this fails oh the dude with the bomb i hope the bomb doesn't go off so we can do it again next tuesday so they even <laughs> hint at the fact that the ele- the tuesday election <laughs> is, my, uh, uh, my is... voice changed oh is that your joke that was a good one yeah <laughs> <laughs> so... um, all right now huey yeah <laughs> is, is Minty gonna talk again you gonna you gonna keep the joke on? Look, it looks good. It's a good one. You talk too much, Menti. Here it is. Look how good it is. <laughs> Huey, this is where you're supposed to talk, not just. I know. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for. He's keep, gonna jump keep, in. keep the punchline going, buddy. It's still working. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, there wasn't really anything I didn't didn't uh, dislike about the movie. Um, Nothing. That's what we waited this whole time for. That. Yeah, the whole time. And you you could have just been like, now nah, let him talk. I I loved everything. I wasn't going to add anything to the conversation anyway, so <laughs> exactly. it was good. <laughs> you, I expected you to not like a few things because it's not a for a lot of Batman fans that are animated series fans. The one thing I've seen from them is because Batman isn't as sleek and as you know powerful as he is in the comics. Like those kind of fans are a little disappointed. I like and, year two. I like year two when he's not polished and or year, I'm sorry, like the year one comics when he's not polished. When he's still learning. Yeah, um, and I don't get the hate for the Riddler as one of the few people for as long as I've been a fan where Riddler is my favorite Batman villain. The changes they did, I'm okay with. I didn't need to see him in a green top hat and question marks all over. Oh, they, like, made, him, they, they made him Michael Myers in the beginning. I loved it. When he was just breathing heavily through the mask. Yeah. Oh, like that, that harkened back to Halloween and like the, the, the heavy breathing. The glasses even the, that he wore. 
Oh, on top, a, which was awesome. Well, that well, they were the same glasses that Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey wore. Yeah, wore in his. Well, also, wasn't it also supposed to be like Son of Sam? No, Son of Sam's Son of, glasses are black. But didn't Son of Sam wear glasses over his mask? Yeah, uh, it depends on who you believe. I could go on for a few hours about <laughs> Son of Sam. I've written paper in school. I wrote papers on him. I was obsessed with uh, David Berkowitz. It's time for the serial killer podcast. <laughs> True crime with Mr. Maurer. Yeah, Son of Sam, I, I loved, but no, the, <laughs> that's. That's good. Go ahead. A, a host of a true crime podcast should say something like that. I love him. Um, this is my favorite killer. Let me tell you why. <laughs> the Riddler doing what he did shows intelligence at a different level. Mm. And the core of the Riddler is intelligence. It's not riddles. Like he tells the riddles to show that he's smarter than you. And he will. You notice whenever you see the Riddler and you get his riddles correct. Nine times out of ten, he doesn't screw with you. Like, he only gets frustrated when you can't get his riddles correct and you miss something. That's when he normally punishes Batman or those coming after him. So uh, but I, I loved his hubris. My favorite part of, of him was after he turned himself in and he was so sure that Batman was his buddy. And then it, when he says, Bruce Wayne. And, he, and you're like, oh, damn, he knows. <laughs> and then, and, then, he's, and then, then you find out that he's not quite sure. And then he keeps saying all of the all of the clues are right in front of you. You just weren't smart enough to get it all. Even though Batman is right in front of him as Bruce yep. Wayne and all the clues, he just didn't get it. Like, and was- this is a guy who, uh, who was obsessed about Bruce Wayne because of the spotlight that Bruce got that he didn't. So it's hysterical that he didn't put two, two and two together, but then yet got real cocky when Batman didn't put the carpet the 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 carpet tool yeah i, I love his hubris was great so it's funny the the carpet tool in the beginning when i saw it i was like that's a really weird weapon that they killed somebody with didn't think about it ever again yep so i <laughs> didn't see i knew it was a carpet tool but that's all i thought of it at, at first i was like that's a little weird maybe they'll do something with it uh, never mind and totally put it in the back of my mind so when that scene happened at the end i'm like I feel really dumb because I noticed that and then forgot about it. Like it became mm-hmm. such a moment you could relate to Batman on that. I don't think we've seen in Batman films before. Can we also just gush over how great the Batman fight scenes were like him in the club for the first time when he, when he hit the dude in the face with the bat. Yes. Like <laughs> it was just so when you first see Oswald Cobblepot, who another thing we should lush about is who how waddled? great Colin Farrell was. Oh, he definitely waddled. Straight up waddled. <laughs> but, uh, whoa, whoa, take it easy. I loved Oswald Cobblepot in this movie. It was my favorite rendition of, of Cobblepot since, since Danny DeVito. You know, he was, and I, he was good. I just am a little upset uh, that they're going to have him. In the, the special effects were great on it. It's just going to limit what we can do with him because that's a lot of makeup to do. But he loved it. And it's, Did you but see it's him on expensive. <laughs> Did you see yeah, him but, on hot ones? Yeah, but it's expensive. I don't think he that's cares. where the limitation. So much money, I don't think they care. Because I, I know a lot of times <laughs> that's where movies and shows start trying to find ways to cut corner because paying makeup artists for eight hours and you've got to pay mm-hmm. the actor for all that. Mm-hmm. Like it just gets expensive. Well, they're the ones who said okay to make it a show about him, and they've already mm-hmm. set the precedent of what he looks like and how he works. Yeah, hopefully so they I don't cheap feeling, it out. What's up? Hopefully they don't make it cheap on the show. I don't think they will. 
No problem. I'll really streamline it. I mean, look how, look how, I mean, the, uh, what's it called? Peacemaker. Peacemaker's sets, Peacemaker's, um, the, even the, true. The, the graphics were great. Like, when they, when they care about something, they don't, they don't skimp on it. DC, That's when true. the DC doesn't truly care, like, look at the difference between uh, Titans and Doom Patrol. They care about Doom Patrol. They do not care about Titans. I'm sure they're shocked that that show is still going. Like, <laughs> How many people tuned in? All right, we'll do another season. <laughs> but like, right. they get bare bones basics. They're like a they're like a high end CW show. Doom Patrol, <laughs> on the other hand. So the elephant in the room for this: what villains? We said what we think our arc, what we would like to see. But what do you think they're actually going to show us? In the- oh, I I want to see I want to see new scary I want scary renditions of villains. I so want Clayface. A, sim- a Clayface would be great. Ooh. I would love a sympathetic but scary Mister Freeze, because Mister Freeze is so cold hearted, and that's the one thing that you haven't really seen of just I don't care about you. I want to save I want to save my wife, and that's it. Like the be, Gotham, be damned. Well, that's funny. Really- the- Mr. Freeze that you know and most fans know is the animated series. Mr. Yeah, Freeze. I, I was just going to say, take yep. all the villains from the animated series of how they were portrayed. Uh, I wouldn't take movie. all of them. Well, not all of them, them but a little cheesy. R- r- yes, like Mad Hatter and stuff. But yeah. you can Well, no, take... their version of Mad Hatter was probably one of the better versions of Mad Hatter. And I wouldn't mind seeing that version of Mad Hatter in this Reeves world. I'm talking more like, you know, when they went off the, the silly the kid episodes of the Batman animated series because their Riddler in the animated series got a little funky and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but do the dark. I'd love to see, like Clayface. I would love to see Mad Hatter. I'd love to see a new version of Zaz. Like I feel Ooh, like Zaz would be a good in one. birds of prey. There were moments of Zaz and black mask that were so goddamn good. And then you know an edit or a tone or a rewrite happened, and in the next scene you're like, who the hell are these two guys? So the creepy, stalkerish crime boss Black Mask in that movie, Ethan was phenomenal on. But Zaz, when he was that kind of like almost pedophile type, like dirty, makes you feel dirty just seeing him on screen, was an amazing rendition of that creepy character. And that would fit perfectly in the Batman world. No, I I agree. You I know, agree. I would I, I would love to see um, one of the best fan fan loved uh, Batman anime series is Almost Got Him. Yes, it's, it's when all the villains are sitting around telling the stories of how they almost got Batman. I would love to see a live action version of that. Just all that the might villains. happen in Arkham. Ooh, that would be a cool Arkham story. And to connect to Year One. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's how you all their the first one interactions story. with Batman. That's kind of cool, and then you, and that's kind of sets up the world. But again, I think it need I think it needs to deliver on a promise that Venom screwed us on, and I think it needs to be scary. I think the villains like the thing with Riddler was he was the scariest version of Riddler I think I've ever seen. Yeah, and they, they took cues in recent comics and a few. Uh, I don't know if they did it in the movies. My mind might be playing a joke on me. Where they had this almost serial killer esque uh, Riddler recently, um, where he had it like carved into his chest, and you know, yeah, but wasn't that shirt, War of Jokes shirtless? and Riddles? Yeah, War of Jokes and Riddles. He had he, he, had he in a... that one. Yeah, so they they've been playing around with the Riddler to get him more contemporarily uh, liked because he is a very low 
fan base when it comes to big iconically and his imagery is very iconic and people like it but as far as his stories go you don't have as many people as fans because he is kind of a campy character um yes war joke and roses when he was carving the logo and stuff into his chest yep so but yeah we have so much room in this the only thing that scares me is them not continuing or Matt Reeves deciding he has other projects he wants to do. Yeah. I don't think, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Matt Reeves, this is such a love letter and you could see mm-hmm. the passion Matt Reeves has for it. I think, I think this is going to be a defining Matt Reeves series. So you know do you mean? think uh, Ben Affleck regrets not doing this with Matt? Uh, no. Cause he hated, it, it would have been a time. nightmare. Yeah. He hated that so much that I'm glad he left because he would not have, he would not have enjoyed it. It, it. He he. Remember, he said he did it for his kids, and his kids didn't care much. So <laughs> he's out. <laughs> he's out. Um, I, you know, did you ever watch? Did you ever watch the Mortal Kombat uh, YouTube series that eventually became uh, an actual series called Legacy, where it takes the concepts of Mortal Kombat but makes them realistic? I like saw Baraka. the trailer for it, the fan trailer that they started with before they got money, mm-hmm. and that was it. Oh, it's pretty. It's it's pretty good. It, but but you have things like Baraka was a was a a crazy um, cosmetic surgeon that hmm. was really into enhancing himself. So that's where the blades come from and the teeth and so. But each but they they figured out a way to tell these ridiculous characters in a more realistic light. Like Raiden was in an insane asylum because no one believed that he was the god of thunder. Um. So you could do something similar with all of these characters to like, how do you make Clayface somewhat realistic? I don't think you have to. I, think I mean, you can. can go dark man with him, uh, but I want to see Clayface Clayface. I, but mm-hmm. I, the, I just don't know if that supernatural tone is going to be something we see in Matt Reeves Batman. But you could do it a la Jaws where you only get glimpses of him. And Oh you know my what I mean? God, how have we forgot about this? Court of Owls. I want to see Court of Owls. I don't. I, you don't like <laughs> really? Court of Owls? So on paper, that's just such a big, drawn out story that the I Talons? feel like, yeah, so but that I feel like it's too big and it would just get butchered. It'll be a four hour movie. I, it, <laughs> I feel like it makes more sense in Batman year two than it makes sense of modern Batman. To then not make know it that part of the TV show. I don't want to see a movie. You need like 12 hours for that. You can't do a movie of that. That'd be cool. That'd because be cool. if you do a movie of that, it's going to get bastardized as bad as Moon Knight. You could do the you problem could is put them into the movie and then spin off into a show. Or vice versa. Well, no, just do the opposite. Start of the show and final. Like, they need a hero. It. Like, if you're going to do Court of Owls, you need a hero. And Batman's too early on for a Robin. He would look silly with a Robin. So what other, hero, what other Bat family heroes could you use? Barbara. Orphan. Oh, so you... So you and they're making that Batgirl show. But that Batgirl show ties mm. into the DCEU. Well, then do Orphan, yeah. There definitely needs oh, to be, be a female... Awesome. That would be awesome. If Orphan <laughs> was the character that you introduce in the next Batman, then you do a Court of Owls story that Orphan is the main hero in, would yep. be incredible. Like, she figures it out, and Batman doesn't believe it. Yeah, I mean, that. that but you need 12-hour-long episodes. <laughs> I mean, so if you think about that story, what are you cutting out of it to streamline it to get under that time period? Especially if you're changing it to have somebody like Orphan be the main character in it. 
you're going to need a few hours just to set up that world with her. You need a few hours to set up the order ha- court of owls, a few hours just to kind of figure it out. And then a few hours for a third act for that to end and lead into another film. So that's easily 12 hour long episodes to tell the court of owls. Well, in this universe, that's fair. I, I mean, I would take that. I, I, I feel like they would speed it up, but I would take that. I think that would be a, it'd be a great idea. I've, but that, the, the, it, what I'm just one saying, if you put it in the movie, I don't think any of us would be happy. Doing that in three hours would be brutal. Well, they did it in Son of Batman, and they were if Son of Batman was great. Batman, oh no, it wasn't Son of Batman. It was it Son of it Batman, Batman versus, versus it was Batman, Batman versus, versus Robin. Robin? Yeah, Batman versus Robin. But animated films sometimes can get away with being a little bit more garish and direct, and you believe it more than it being on live action. That's fair, but that but again, I believe that Matt Reeves could pull that off. No, I, I'm still I'm saying Clayface in the Matt Reeves world would be amazing. In the corner, just, you just see glimpses, kind of like the Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk in the warehouse scene, where you just kind of see glimpses of him in the dark. You just don't you, think that would be jumping the shark pretty early to do Clayface? Like, I feel like it takes it takes Batman to a place that you can't return from. If you bring that in, then we're talking Poison Ivy, and yeah. she is, and she's not Poison Ivy. She is the eternal. What? What is she? She's she's like a fucking swamp thing. Oh, excuse me. She's like swamp thing. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have Rocky. to, and that's the thing. The cool that's about this Matt Reeves world is there's no linear path, so you could do Clayface this one, and the next one you could then do Mister oh, the Freeze. Elemental. That's it. She's isn't she like an earthly yeah. elemental or something like? Mm-hmm. Clayface leading into Mr. Freeze would per- work perfectly because then you have Mr. Freeze bring it down again. It's just far enough out there to be fantastical, but you then can still lower it down to street level. And then from there, you can go further again. I guess I just don't I don't see his world getting like I see Mr. Freeze is as like far as you can go with fantastical sides of Batman. Like at least in the beginning, I feel like you could get to that point. They could Scooby like you- do it. And have Soinks. and have him be more like dark <laughs> like Clayface oh becomes Dark Man. <laughs> like that would be a way to pull it off. That he could just change that then he just changes his person. Uh, his <laughs> well it's that it's not set We've lost straight. Moshko. Moshko's not even paying attention anymore. Moshko's no, just he's like, not. are he's we done? The, the Clayface portion of it is the mask doesn't take like in Dark Man. So it bubbles, and you'll see that part of him because that was. And he would have got away with it if it wasn't for these stupid kids. (laughs) Okay, I think Moshko's done. Moshko's done. Moshko's out. Moshko, this is Moshko's subtle way of saying end the show. (laughs) We are way over time as normal. Uh, We're not way over. I'm with you, Menti. I think it's going to stay very uh, realistic. Ground. Reeves is going to get double or triple the uh, amount of money to do the next one. Like money's not an object now. I don't want him to get more money. Yeah, but oh, he think what get, he can okay. do. No, more practical more effects. No, he won't them, get a giving, them giving more money means they're going to expect a lot more out of it, which means they're going to then have commercial influence on it, which is then going to turn it into a Marvel project. Keep uh, the budget where it's at. I don't know about that. I don't know about yeah. that because don't don't try and fix what didn't break. Like it, it brought them in a lot of money. Yeah, but that's not what executives con- see. The money doesn't money? come from the studio. The money comes from investors. True. Merchandising. You have, to, you have to remember that. 
Please. Studios aren't giving their own money. The stu- they go and get the money from other people. So they then have to answer to those producers and those people giving the money. So when you give a whole bunch more money, you have a whole bunch more people saying, well, this is what I want in it, and this is what how much money I have to get back. Yeah, I just want to see the least amount of uh, CGI in the movie. That's well, all. The moment we get fantastical, that's going to take right. over. Right, and that's yeah, that's why. But I'm, you don't have. That's what I'm saying. You don't mm-hmm. have to. You could do Clayface without a lot of CGI. Uh, I mean, sure, but th- like that's like Dark you know, Man was 100 percent practical. Sure, but this just does not feel like Clayface. Like that, you're right. But then now we're talking about changing the character up a lot. Like we did like for that. Riddler? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. But Riddler, it makes a lot more sense. with being And Clayface being the theater actor whose face gets destroyed and is just trying to get what he feels is his. Isn't that, that, that kind of... That, that can turn into clay? <laughs> that can just be whoever like we he was. forget that he's a giant clay monster. In the animated series, they do more and of in the, the clay comics. series. And in the comics. But a lot of the stories that you could tell with him were him just being a robber and dre- like changing him into different things. Yeah, All I picture I is the shit monster from Dogma. <laughs> it's Clayface to me. Practical effect. <laughs> yeah, I, I would want, like, Clay, as cool as Clayface is, I don't want Clayface until much further down the road. I, I need a more mm-hmm. established Batman universe before we take it to a degree. Like, the same with Poison But you Ivy. want monster Clayface. You don't want... A psychological clay face is what you're saying. I just don't see a psychological clay face outdoing other characters that would be more intriguing and more that you don't have to make some kind of. Alter, His introduction alter-tune. episode in the animated series was very little until the very last scene, Monster Clayface, and it was a two episode story. Mm-hmm. And it was phenomenal. And it was all in his head. It, like. That could translate 100% on screen without CGI and also give a very grounded good take on it. So if you haven't, if you don't remember those episodes, go back and watch them. That's how Reeves can pull it off. I'd like to believe that. But again, I like if, if we've already, we, we made a really cool plan for three movies and multiple shows. And I, <laughs> I feel like Clayface is a wrench in the gears that's not necessary. But this because is what it, I. Th- you, there's a chance they're going to go for this. I think they're going to go bigger. What for With the second movie? For the third movie, yeah. For the third movie, if, uh, the third movie, War of Jokes and Riddles would be phenomenal. We, we would love that. But again, more money is going to get involved, so they're going to expect more, and they want to get bigger each time. Well, and they're going to want a joke. Like Joker's going to f- finish the trilogy. They're going to jo- do Joker in the next movie. You think? Unless they fire it, him for being I, a drunken idiot. I doubt that. <laughs> That's possible. That's possible. Like, I doubt how does that. that I... happen in Ireland? <laughs> right? You know, well, Ireland, as somebody who's been there, they have the strictest drinking laws <laughs> in the world. As the somebody bar, who's been bars. there, I saw a dude leave a bar at nine in the morning toasted. <laughs> Most of the bars love, close at midnight there. I would love to tell you yeah. what happened, but I, I was, yeah. we were, it was, it was in Blarney of all places. Yeah. A lot of the bars closed. I was shocked that a lot of bars closed early when I was over there and their DUI thing. They're like, don't even have a single beer and drive. Their cops are so freaking strict over there. Kite so. man. That's and, the villain. And word. now you know. Fun facts. Kite man? <laughs> Fun facts. Kite yeah, man. Kite man. That's the villain we're going to get next. Yep. Kite he's man and Connie McKay. from the animated series, so. No. We're, he's we're getting his get... own show. He's getting his own cartoon. There's going to be a Kite oh, man God. cartoon because of that. 
I think this the second movie might open up with him fighting um uh Firefly, burning buildings and stuff like that. Well, Firefly is going to be in the uh Batgirl show, so she won't be in this universe. Oh, he that's will a different be? universe. Oh, all right. Brandon Fraser's Firefly. Is he really? Mm. Yep. Oh, what's that? What, what do you on say? We, yeah. What do you? What yeah. do we say? <laughs> Let's put a nice big bow on this uh, wonderful. On that gift. note, Menti, do that goddamn thing. Moscow needs to go to bed. <laughs> so He's we're gonna tired. wrap this up. I yeah, gotta get up at four o'clock. Do you want me to wake you up at four? Kettlebells are calling. I'm uh, going to bed, Moshko. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> you can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's a Welcome to Fireside of your social media choice, unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. And uh, thanks for the support. Liking, commenting, it all goes a long way, as we've said many, many, many times, so we appreciate everyone who does that. Uh, please go to Moshko Collects and, and check out his wares, as well as you'll find some Fireside stuff. If you're still wearing a mask, you got one of those. Uh, yeah. I mean, mask mandates coming back. You know, you're going to have to suit up soon. <laughs> suit <laughs> At least up. in Philly. <laughs> At least in Philly. Hey. Uh, once again, I'm Menti. I'm Moshko, and I'm out. I'm, I'm Huey. <laughs> I thought it was and I'm gone. Ah, f- Fudge. <laughs> Yo, this, you should have just cursed because that would have been the best end. I thought it was gone. Ah, beep. Done. <laughs> On that note, I'm Mr. Mauer and I'm gone. Wow. Yes, you are. Straight up stolen from you.